Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about Minute 103. We're just going to start with Commissioner Gordon talking to Christmas Allen about the whole Batman sightings that have been happening around Gotham City, which are actually parademons. And the minute is going to end with Barry introducing himself as Diana to Diana, Mm. which is uh, what we call humor in the showbiz. Um, So (laughs) what we have here in the beginning, the tail end of the scene between Christmas Allen and Commissioner uh, Jim Gordon, in which he says, like, you know, with all these sightings of these demons and people thinking it's the Batman, he says to Christmas Allen, he says, come on, you think a guy who's been fighting criminals for 20 years just going to hop over to Metropolis and start abducting eight people? Uh, I don't know about you, but <laughs> it doesn't sound too far-fetched, which is, I think that's the joke that's meant here, which is which is weird for a Zack Snyder movie. We got, we got two Two comedy jokes in this movie? What? It's unheard of. I don't. Um, I never. I never thought of that as a joke. Um, I almost wonder if it is because of the way Christmas Allen he goes as if he's about to say something, and then Commissioner Gordon's just like, "I'll talk to him tonight." It's like when he's I, the way. I, I get, yeah. So like the way he's insane. It's like yeah. I get like these are like. You know, we've been getting these for 20 years, and for some reason tonight we get, like, more of them, but, like, what the hell? Like, obviously there's something going on. Like, yeah, I probably am on the same page with you. Like, the dude, like, he helps you, you help him. Like, you guys have, like, some sort of weird connection, but, yeah, maybe it is, like, there's too many of these flying vampire sightings for him to be, like what is going on with batman yeah or even just like what is what is he on like if it were true like if the batman really was in metropolis kidnapping star labs employees scientists could it be that he's unearthing a deeper uh criminal network that's happening or something like that you know like there's something in commissioner gordon who'd be like well if it is the batman because I can't outrule it and just roll my eyes and just be like, it's not the Batman. He's not doing this. There has to be a part of him that goes, well, it's not out of the rule book because I am dealing with a wild card. I've been giving this, you know, I've been giving the, it is the Batman. I've been dealing with him for 20 years. It is, I can't say it's not out of the ordinary because that's his whole thing. He's the Batman. He's He's the wild card of my whole operation to make this place a better place so when he says you think he's just gonna hop over to metropolis and start kidnapping people he has to go well i have to find out because like i I, if he is then i need to know why and maybe he has a good reason for it so that's when he's just like all right I'll i'll talk to him tonight like yeah yes it sounds crazy but it is the crazy man that we're talking about so let me go see what he's doing and Mm -hmm. to me it's just a little bit funny just the 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 beat of you think he's doing this pause all right i'll talk to him tonight like Mm -hmm. we'll find out what's going on 
Yeah. The pause of just like the actual like realization of like, yeah, he well, he is a crazy guy. He does dress up like a bat, so Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the Star Labs employees are not as good as we think they are. And maybe he's just trying to find out more information from them. Mm-hmm. Um or they got the wrong guy. Or it could just you know, it could be it could be man bat or something like that that's that's posing as him. There's been so many uh bat villains that have kind of uh usurped his identity and and uh corrupted it so it wouldn't be the first time either um we're gonna we're gonna cut over to we have three scenes here there was one in the middle between this one and the one with barry allen diana and batman this one here is where silas stone is taken you see the parademons they carry uh silas stone down into this giant uh pillar if you will we'll get more into this whole kind of water treatment facility um but it's almost misleading we know where they are because we've seen the movie many times both this version and the other version we know that they're somewhere in the gotham harbor but is it supposed to be misleading if you were watching this for the first time and you're thinking of the pejornov uh smokestack building yes Yeah, I think there probably is one too many smokestack settings in this movie. Um, and it's just because it is just, it gets slightly confusing on that aspect. Pick your battlefields, especially on a movie, and especially when that setting has environmental, or has has environment that you can call to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also coming from people like you and me who play video games like injustice where there we do see a fight sequence and we do take note of the setting and do see the environment because a lot of things get influenced by it and you kind of just like see that as more of a play map type of area and then when you just see like a smokestack that's pretty distinctive Mm -hmm. um so like having two of those it's like oh so you're gonna have two fights in a smokestack okay I guess if that's what you want, if that's what you need to have like weird walls or something to have a surrounding area. I don't know, but uh, yes, confusing, absolutely, one hundred percent. And even more confusing as to uh, the the previous movie, um, and Striker Island, and it's and it's like where where you would think that they would use. I don't know. It's just Gotham looks so deteriorated in every sort of every building. It's it's hard to distinguish where they are always. It's just Gotham if it's just like a bad gross building, you know? It took um, us a while to find out the hospital thing. I didn't it took find, us a long time to find out the hospital. I was asking that for a while going, where are they fighting and what is this place? And it wasn't until I think the Dawn of Justice commentary that Zack Snyder did on Vero, where he mentioned that it was a hospital that they were fighting Mm -hmm. in. And then it was like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. The bathrooms, the architecture. Taking um, all the radiators out of the rooms and piling them up to break out the copper and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. uh, It's a hospital. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Getting the copper wiring. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what they were doing with those. (laughs) Yeah. Um, this Gotham Harbor is a different location than the Pajornov Towers, obviously. But for 
people watching it for the first time, and I think it's meant to confuse them on where he actually is. Did the parademons fly him all the way over to Pajornov? You know, that's that's misleading, but you also don't have the context for it, so you don't you can't think of anything else of where he, they might be. Um, I don't have much information for the Gotham Harbor than uh, just that it's this building, and there's just this little tidbit about it where it's originally it was part of the Metropolis Project but was abandoned in 1929 for unknown reasons. And that's something where it's like, okay, what was the Metropolis Project? Why was it abandoned? It gets all into what I think is like the curse of Gotham, which is like it cannot be as good as its sunny neighbor, Metropolis. So... My idea is that they try to make Gotham through through use of funding and architecture to try and build a better place, but it, the curse will just not allow it. So Gotham Harbor, this building that we're in, just ceased operation um, and was abandoned. So it looks like this. Uh, almost looks like they were trying to set up for, uh, we'll see it in later minutes, but um, there's uh, rail tracks, there's, there's railroads there. So it almost looks like they were trying to build uh, a transit system that didn't work out, and there's just yeah, it's a lot of structure that's here that's just been um, vacated for for decades. Almost isn't that a weird thing to think about that there are places kind of like this that exist that have like old subway systems that are abandoned and closed off that they still exist like underground tunnel systems. I, throughout these massive cities, it's crazy, and that then you bring obviously court of owls and stuff like that. But like in a exactly. real world aspect, like that's creepy. And then you can point at the court of owls and be like, "Yeah, well, those guys utilize it. That could be a possibility." <laughs> that's what my, you know, that was my inference when it came to, you know, what causes something like the Metropolis Project to stop. And it's always like the court of owls are the foundation of Gotham, and they want to keep it their way. As they always have, they're they're the Illuminati of of Gotham City. They they are the the the, the quantum of solace, if you will. Um, all these things, and that would be a reason why why the why the you know the city can't become a better place. We even see that in the New Fifty Two with the Batman story that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo did, because Bruce Wayne is trying to do that. He's trying to re reconvert Gotham City into Metropolis. It almost feels like he wants to bring it back into a better place. And that's when the Court of Owls rise up again to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, but what you're saying is crazy because, and I just saw this in a movie that I'm going to mention here, but I want to talk about the other instance that we see it in, and it happens in uh, the Arkham City video game where... Uh, Talia al Ghul shows Batman where Ra's al Ghul is and it takes him into this undercity part of Gotham City which is like still stuck in the 1930s it's just been built on top of so you have this older part of Gotham City that's been cut off from civilization and it's all like old buildings windows like it's still like stories of buildings but it's underground because instead of building to fixing it they're just like all right no we're just going to build new roads on top and we're just going to leave all of that stuck down there and there's still like 
uh, I think cars and, 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 and station wagons and stuff like that that are all stuck down there. Civilizations, houses, homes, just stuck down there. And that happens in real life because I just saw this um, movie on HBO Max. Uh, and it sounds like a plug, but it's not. Um, I saw this movie called Malignant last night. James Wan directed it. And it features, it, it's, it's set in Seattle. And it does the same thing where it's like there's underground parts of Seattle that they just built over. And all those civilizations that is still there and you can go visit it. And I was looking at that and going, wait, is that real? Uh, because I'm about to take a trip to Seattle. So I'm like, is this real? Cause I really want to see this. And I looked it up and yes, there are tours to go through this bottom layer. And I, I really want to build do roads on top of what do you That's do? That's a question. How do you do I, I like, I feel like you would have to like put a bunch of dirt and like bury it. But, like, that would cut it. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, think about how people build highways. It's just like building more of that over. Yeah, but I can see underneath the highway. You can if you were down there. You know what I'm I mean? I'm thinking of, like, building, like, an on-ramp. You know, it's just like a bunch of dirt, like, and they make it into a hill and then, you know, smooth it out. The thing is that it, it exists. It is real. And like you're saying, like it's crazy that it, it's that, crazy that, that the subway system still has things like closed off, and like that those things exist, and like the whole under parliament, <laughs> you know, like that, like that idea of the the transit system, like still has, like the pathways are still there, the skeleton of yeah, it's wild underground city, yeah. Yeah, look it up like um I mean and not just you but people who are listening like look up the Arkham City that that moment where he goes into the underground part of Gotham City at the older part that's still cut off um they haven't done anything to it and it's all kind of isolated in time um these parts of 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 the world that exist and he sees like this older part of Gotham City and it becomes a you know it's a playable part of the area to go down there and that's where uh, the 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 League of Assassins live and and that's their kind of headquarters is all down there, and then if you watch this malignant movie, it does the same thing where like it shows this whole under city part that exists and it's just isolated in time, and it's it's amazing because that those places actually exist in America. Um, I, we know they exist in parts of Europe, obviously, but. Um, to see parts of America that are cut off like that, that's crazy. And so when I go to Seattle in a few weeks, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm gonna, I definitely want to do one of those tours. I want to see what's down there. It's gonna be crazy. Ghost um, tour. Yeah. Take so, a take a disposable but, camera. <laughs> do you remember that joke that you said to me years ago? And I still think about it every single I said time. A joke. Someone, I'm terrible. Jokes. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> so you went to do something and do a ghost tour. I guess it was at St. Augustine, right? And it was just, <clears throat> I think you were like, yeah, man, I want to do that. You're a ghost tour, ghost tour, ghost tour. And like, we were talking about it, like doing it in the daytime. And you were like, what the hell? Like, what's the point of like doing the ghost tours? Like in the daytime, what are you going to do? Take out your disposable camera with a flash on it. Look at the dick on that one. Click. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's so weird. Like, it's weird when like. Haunted places are always like, oh, let's like do tour. Like, 
I want to see it because of the history of it. But people are always like, oh, let's do something because it's haunted. And it's like, that's not cool. Like, let's do. Show, show me the architecture. Yeah, show me the, the history of what matters. Not like, oh, this place is yeah. haunted. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Show me the banister that someone got their head stuck in and that they had to decapitate them. And that's the horror story. Yeah, but because, you know, the kid was messing around and got his head caught in the banister. People who just want to see a ghost, it's like, what are you doing? What? Are... Yeah, make sure you buy that Kodak. We don't have disposable cameras anywhere. That's old. That's <laughs> yes, how you, do. Old... you could still buy disposable cameras. Oh, I was going to say, that's how old the joke is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the whole point of this scene that we're talking about here with this uh, Gotham Harbor thing is that uh, Silas Stone is brought here by the Parademons. We don't see uh, the, the Master and Commander yet, but, but we will... Uh, Great movie, by the way. We will see that guy, but not here. We'll see him somewhere yeah. else. Um, so I think the biggest thing to take away from this middle scene here of uh, the, the parademons is the CGI and the movement of the parademons. The it's parademons. incredible. Dude, the wings. And like that's honestly the, the big featurette of this minute here is them flying down with their wings and their wing guards... Uh, um extended and whatnot and then like the 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 metal shink noise that they that they have when they when they go back uh closing and then lifting out again um as they enter the through the doorway and stuff i think that's just like awesome it's it's a technical thing it's like yeah so we need to like show you how these guys work and like how their wings and whatever metal casings that they have on their wings are like practical um you know, in, in relation to, I guess, bugs. Yeah, it's almost like, so, and I'm trying to think about this with, with Steppenwolf, like, the armor that they have is, has to have been created by the mother box. Like, that, that the wing part is organic. They, they've been converted into parademons. But the armor that they have is, like, some very cheap, uh, military issue thing that's similar to what Steppenwolf had. What's what Steppenwolf has, he has like the level 100 exotic armor yeah. of a, of an RPG character where these guys have the same moving armor parts so that they can store their wings back in and then it closes down. Like there is a armor piece that closes down over the wings so that when you see the parademons from behind, you see that armor piece on the back. Lay flat, the, yeah, yeah, on the back of the of, of the of the cuirass, and that is so interesting to look at because then now you're looking at it similar to cyborg, and now the armor of the parademons almost looks like the armor of cyborg, which is all parademon. Does oh man, I didn't even think about that because now when like you see them flying Silas down, you see like regular armored pair demons with like without wings or maybe they do have wings but they are just like folded down you see like the back of them and they do look very much like cyborg yeah the rib cage like mm -hmm. they have that going on the chest piece has like that burning kind of engine looking heat mm -hmm. um and so yeah there's it's incredible just watching these pair demons all different types of them um and you have all these different models as far as animation goes. And like 
All right, these are some of the stationary ones. This is one that has its wings moving. Like all these different things to showcase how much is put into the design of these parademons, which is really neat. It's really fascinating. Um, and I think it really shows the link between Cyborg and Apocalypse. Uh, which brings us to our next scene because Batman says, so where's the cyborg? And Diana says, his name is Victor. I talked to him. We spoke. Give mm-hmm. him time. Um, this is like the first time we're starting to see our Justice League come together. We've had Batman and Diana and now we're getting Batman, Diana and Barry Allen. So we're starting to get the characters and they're uh, going to go through a costume change and then show up back in a later scene but they're, we're slowly getting a team together. We've got three people, and, you know, three's a crowd, so we're getting there. <laughs> three, three's company? Three's a company. Um, this, How uh, do you... Uh, yeah, I go was, for it. I was going to say, like, what do you... Um, I think we've talked about this before. There's absolutely no cool way to step down from one of those... From that height. <laughs> um... I, that height is like, cause it's too high for like just a, like a simple step down, one foot at a time. You do have to do the little hop. You got to bend your knees. You got to brace yourself for it. And Batman does his little hop off this thing, and uh, it's hard to not think of uh, Ben Affleck being uncool. But uh, this hop is, it's funny. <laughs> The way There's no cool way to come off of this this uh, platform. It is for Batman, because, I mean, like it's, it's like Batman's whole thing. So I always, like, with this Bruce Wayne, not Ben Affleck, I, I see this Bruce Wayne and how he's the Batman to hop off that little, little thing, that little lift. Okay. It's like, okay, all right, Batman. <laughs> It just feels like him, you know? Like, sure, it's a little bit comical. But it's just like, that's that's Batman. It's just like, yeah, let me... Especially, he's still, he's still got the coat on. So he's still got the cape quality yeah. of hopping down and being like, all right, Batman, you can relax, <laughs> crazy person. Um, and then the way that Barry Allen does it, like, feeds into, like, his kind of cuteness. Uh, and it's like, Barry Allen's just like, oh, hey, I'm Diana. And it's like... He does like a little hop down and it's, they're both doing a hop down, but it's like, there's a different energy for each character that the actors are doing. They're just like, yeah, this is my character and this is my character. And it's like, oh yeah, it's like two characters doing the same thing, but they give off different impressions with that actor doing something. Um, it's just like, you know. It's it's just it's interesting. It's 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 interesting how you can get two actors to do the same exact thing and give off a totally different feel of what's happening. Yeah. And this one is just like uh, a, a cathartic Batman just being like, yeah, let me just let me just hop. Let me just I'm cool. Let me hop down. And it's All like, right. and it's you like, turn me around. It's cool. It's like no, but it's like silly cool. It's like he thinks it's cool. That's what I'm saying. It's like he. I think that's what's silly about it. He thinks he's cool, and Barry Allen's just like, "I'm excited to be here." Yeah, and that's so what it's it is. Excited hop versus cool hop. Yeah, or you think it's cool hop? Yeah, yeah. I think no. I think it's cool whip. Yeah. Now that's what I call. You think it's cool hop? 
that's the better. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> Don't write that down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and this is the same outfit that Diana wore when she spoke to Cyborg. So we're thinking that she just, or his name is Victor, I'm sorry. Uh, and so we're, you know, this is us thinking she just met with Victor. And now she's coming to meet up with them because she was probably like, I need you to come with me right now. We're going to go meet up with the fellas. We're going to go see some parademons and we're going to go save the world. Is that cool? Uh, and so that's, that's what's going on here. Uh, they still got this car. I think they're done with the car. So uh, they're, they're giving it one more final showing. Uh, they don't have the, I don't think they ha- have the other Mercedes here, right? She met them at the runway. So um, I'm just looking to so see. So how did, how, did, how, did, how did Diana get there? Oh, she flew. What she do you fl- mean? She flies now. She flies like as the person, as the Wonder Woman? <laughs> Unless she drove the other Mercedes, which I was looking for. I was like, is the other Mercedes here? Nope. Okay. Um, it's just it's probably one. somewhere, but she's coming right from that meeting. This is the exact same outfit that she was in with Victor. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's so, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what we're both saying. What's in the plane? What's, what's the, is the concept car coming out of this thing? That's the same front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. we're talking, that's what we're talking about. It's like they, but the they, other Mercedes is not here. It's just off screen. It's, it's the, it's a parallel. You see, like it's, it's, it's. We talked about this right when we started this podcast. It's the the Airbus that he's flying. It's black, yeah. just like the Flying Fox is. And he has the concept car, the Mercedes. He has the Bruce Wayne Batmobile. Yeah. And then there's the Batman Batmobile. And there's the Bruce Wayne Airbus. And there's the Batman Flying Fox. Like, he has both. And you have the superheroes here in uh, civilian clothing. So you have this... Date. I don't want to say daytime, but you have like this uh, this parallel of Justice League being normal, and yeah. then you have the in costume version, which is Flying Fox, Batmobile, in costume Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, and then you have here you have Bruce Wayne, Diana, Barry Allen, Airbus, Mercedes Benz concept car uh, that'll never make it to market. Like it's just it's interesting to see like they have the same thing, just mirrored for when they for when they want. It's just it's just really interesting to think about it's a a hell of a way to sell action figures i'll tell you that much yeah make sure you buy the black airbus (laughs) dude barbie if barbie can have one why can't batman they don't they still don't have that yet where they don't have a flying fox yet where you can put your batmobile in because i don't think so i hate to get on action figure talk again but like mcfarlane you gotta make the flying fox you gotta i gotta be enough people going to make it that's a Big toy. That's what or I'm saying. Are enough people going to buy it? That's a that's a big toy. They got to put the Batmobile in it. It has to be three. It's three stories. It's it's Batmobile in one, and you got two upper parts for the for the figures. It's a big it's a big thing. So Are you going to buy it? I'd buy it. And what? Just put it on the on the shelf. That's a big. That's a big figure. You're right. It's a big figure. But, like, people used to do that, right? They used to make ships that you could put your toys in. Yeah, absolutely. G.I. Joe's got the freaking gamut for it. They do. But, again, this was in the 80s and stuff when toys were selling, like, hotcakes. And now it's now it's all iPad. At least a Lego set. 
a Lego set flying fox. Now we're with, talking. With Batmobile. Yeah. Now with, we're talking. With like a minifig of, of Batman. Not Will Arnett Batman. Doesn't can you tell the difference? Yes. Does Will Arnett's Lego Batman look any different than their own Lego Batman? Or is it just I don't know. Yeah, it's just I, Lego Batman. Yeah. But yeah, someone Lego somebody, make a flying fox. Do it. I want to see that thing. I want to and, and the seller is the seller is the Batmobile. There has to be a Batmobile that comes with it that goes into the, the ramp and you store it in there. And then you're like, yeah, look at me. I can open the thing and send the Batmobile out. There's the commercial. It's right there. Like, please do it. <laughs> um, they, they did it with um, Avengers, like one of the, one of the Quinjets, not Quinjets. What is it? Is that Quinjet? Quinjet's the plane. Yeah. And it has like the motorcycle that drops down. It was supposed uh, to have Scarlet Witch, but it, they put Captain America, and it was a big thing that people got upset about. Like, do that. I want to see that, but with, like, a flying fox and a Batmobile that shoots out. So do that, please. All right. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I like the parallel here. <laughs> so I, don't know, keep I agree. I agree. Uh, and then it's got the joke, you know, hi, Diana, I'm Barry. Oh, wait. Why did I say it correctly? Hi, Barry, I'm Diana. That's the joke. <laughs> So why did I say it correctly? Because that's proper introduction? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this one. So unless you have anything else, Nate, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. So if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 104 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.